welcome to AdLib, the York Theatre Royal podcast where we interview industry professionals and get an insight into the theatre world. I'm Jessie. And I'm Henry. And in this episode, we interview Flo Buckridge, a senior producer at National Theatre Live. NT Live has been going since 2009, broadcasting live theatre productions into cinemas and arts centres across the world. NT Live is now in its 10th year. We talked to Flo about how it all began, reaching global audiences and the sheer amount of work and technical elements that goes into making it happen. Hope you enjoy. And now we're here with Flo Buckridge, who is a senior producer of National Theatre Live. So thank you for coming on. Thank you for having me. Um, so would you mind sort of explaining sort of what your job is and kind of how you got to this point? Yeah, so I am a um, senior producer on uh, National Theatre Live um, and really uh, what I spend most of my time doing is securing the rights for the broadcast so that the broadcasts can actually happen. So there might be um, the, the stage rights of theatre, the National for instance, or, or one of our partner theatres because we broadcast outside the National Theatre too. Um, we'll have the stage rights to a production um, and we want to uh, film that and broadcast it uh, to cinemas around the world. Um, so um, I um, spend a, well, I spend my time getting us to a point where everyone has agreed to do the broadcast, we have the rights to do it. Um, and uh, so that's what I spend a lot of my time doing and another thing that falls under my remit is our um, cinema distribution so my team look after our relationship with cinemas across um, across the UK who we work with directly and then internationally we work with a um, distribution partner called by experience and, and we work with them who who look after all our venues outside of the UK um, so that falls falls under what I do as well and also um, the joy of budgets and <laughs> um, and kind of financial um, reporting kind of um, sits under my remit as well so it's quite a broad role because I've worked here for, for well a long time in, in NT Live terms um, so I've worked at the National for five and a half years roughly and um, I've always worked on NT Live um, in that in that time so I st- when I started we were a team of about four or five people and now um we're part of a broadcast department, which has people who, who work on creating other content as well as NT Live, but we're now, I think, around 22, wow. 23 people yeah. in the team. So it's really grown um, since um, since I've been here. And yeah, so I've been here for quite a long time. And uh, prior to that, I worked at the touring company Complicity oh, for wow. a couple of years. Um, obviously not doing anything to do with broadcast, um, broadcast then. Um, yeah, oh, brilliant. That's Can me. you tell us a bit how NT Live came about? So it's been ten years. Since yes. It so NT Live is now in its tenth year. So um, NT Live was um, launched uh, really as a bit of an experiment. So um, the the national was very much influenced or inspired, I should say, by um, the Met Opera in New York. Um, who were the first kind of arts organisation to broadcast their work into cinemas um, with the um, the Met Live in HD, um, and we were really um, inspired by um, by them. So we were the first theatre to um, to broadcast our work, and it really came 
uh, around. It was it was a bit a bit of an experiment. I think it's fair to say that that we didn't really know um, how it was going to be received. Were people going to come and see it? Um, we uh, we sort of launched with a with a kind of pilot season, so we hadn't committed to doing it for as long as ten years. We kind of yeah. said we're we're going to do this pilot season, which meant that you know we could have walked away from it had it had it not um, had it not worked out and no one had come come along to see it. Um, so it's really and, and we've kind of kept that um, I guess that kind of ethos of being. Um, experimental or kind of um what's the word kind of light of foot and being able to um to change plans or commit to things um quite late on so we we don't um yeah necessarily know what we're doing across the whole year at the start of the year um and uh things fall through but we're we're kind of used used to that way of working um and so yeah we, we initially it really genuinely was an experiment and pe- we, people came on the journey um with us we were obviously really lucky to have our first broadcast was fedra um which was directed by nick heitner um and um had helen mirren in it so that was a, kind of amazing to um to have someone of that kind of um, someone that well known and that kind of caliber of performer in our first broadcast, um, and we were, um, I, I guess, in some ways, quite like surprised by the success of it. We um, because we didn't know how people were yeah, going to react. No to it's something completely new, really. Can you tell us about? Um, the expectations versus reality so you didn't know what was going to happen were there any things that you were surprised by or I think um I think initially it was it kind of primarily came um, I mean I guess what I haven't said is the reason why we didn't we didn't just do it for a fun experiment Mm. but um it was a way to reach audiences that um we wouldn't ordinarily be able to reach so um initially that really came out of um that was about reaching the UK and going as as widely across the the UK as we could um but I guess what we were quite surprised by was that how popular it was internationally and the kind of the the growth we've we've had internationally and the um some of the territories that that show NT live um and uh we've been completely thrilled by by that response really and um over time have started um producing more and more foreign language um, or local language subtitles. So um, if you're in Japan, you can go and see NT Live with Japanese subtitles. If you're in China, you can see with Mandarin subtitles. Um, we uh, regularly go out live with um, Russian, Swedish and Polish wow. subtitles as well. So I think, um, I think, yeah, I think, I guess what we were, what we were surprised by is that, that international response, but also, um, the growth of it had, had, has really been quite phenomenal as well. So we, we launched in, um, I think around 200 venues, um, and we are now in as many as, um, 2000, 2500, depending on, um, depending on the the title. Um, and we're in around now about 700 cinemas across the UK yeah. which is sort of roughly 90% of of screening venues in in the UK so wow. our footprint has has really has really grown um and i think at the the heart of it it remains part of our mission in terms of um 
alongside touring and alongside our On Demand in Schools platform, which is a streaming platform available to UK primary and secondary schools. Um, It has really been about um, trying to, yeah, reach reach people who, who, who... aren't going to come to London or can't come to London um, for all manner of of reasons and um, being able to uh, reach as wide an audience as possible um, with with our work and with other organisations work as well. Can you tell us a bit about um, the practical side of things so um, all the different things that have to come together for NTLive to be able to happen? Yes so um, ahead of uh, every live broadcast we hold um, uh, two camera rehearsals and they are essentially full performances um, in, with full in full show conditions so they've um, you know all elements of lighting sound costume um, and they are an opportunity for the the camera team because we bring in um, a, a, we bring in around kind of I'd say about 40 freelancers per mm. broadcast um, to, to make it happen. And that's anything from kind of rigging the the cables into the, to, yeah. for the cameras, into the building, all the cameramen um, and women, um, and um, and all the kind of the, the broadcast team. So sound, lighting, um, technical, all the, all the recording, the recordings that need to happen, the satellite, live, satellite truck um so we um i guess we we have those two um camera rehearsals um the the first one is usually um a couple of weeks sometimes just a week before the live broadcast and the second one tends to be the day before or on the sort of matinee of the live broadcast day um and that uh that is really an opportunity for those for the camera team to rehearse and the lighting and sound, all the departments um, to rehearse what they're mm. going to do. Um, prior to that, we have a we we take what we call a scratch recording, which is a locked off um, sort of a locked off shot uh, from usually from the sort of back of the middle yeah. of the auditorium. Um, and the camera, the screen director, the camera director will take that recording and use it as a. Um, essentially as like a a kind of working document like a kind of working script and from that and they'll obviously come and see the show as well um they will start to script their shots so it's kind of like making a in some ways i've heard some of our screen directors describe it as as making a film in reverse so you Mm. do the edit first and then you then you film it rather than filming it and then editing it afterwards so that the editing kind of pre- preparation happens in advance and they live they obviously call the shots live um and so after the so they'll have come up with their camera script um everyone who needs to sh- see the show will have seen the show and we'll do the first rehearsal and then um we uh will watch that back in a screening room the 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 day after the first rehearsal with the um the creative team on the show so the director and the screen director um work very collaboratively on on the capture of the production because um you know the the screen director is there to kind of um bring the stage production to screen Mm -hmm. and they're not trying to kind of shoot their own film of the production it's it's, it's very much has it ever affected say blocking or is, 
if you've got a production that you know is going to be um, broadcasted, uh, does the director have to be conscious of that before the production starts, or is it, I'll do whatever I'm going to do and you'll have to work around me? I'm sure different directors yeah. would, would say different yeah. things to this, but we um, very much, uh, we don't ask them to change anything for NT Live, so we very much come in and we work around whatever is happening on the mm -hmm. stage. Um, there are some changes that we have to have to make to the production. So we have to, um, we sometimes have to make changes to lighting. The camera, uh, the human eye, I should say, is much, much better and much faster at um, dealing with changes in light and light and dark. And obviously theatre has a lot of particular scene changes. Um, uh, you can have a lot of a lot of those kind of movements from light to dark um and cameras don't cope as well as the human eye in in kind of registering that so things can often look a lot darker on camera or it can take longer for things to yeah. things can seem like they're a bit um not not as clear as they would be if they were so sometimes we have to bring the lighting up mm. on certain um on certain productions uh we also have to do quite a lot of work uh sometimes on uh, wigs, hair and makeup again t completely yeah. varies production to production sometimes there isn't really anything mm -hmm. to do um, and other times there there might be a lot more because obviously we're, we're in the theatre you can be you know several metres um, away although we tend not to do kind of real close-ups of people's faces you, mm -hmm. you can just see some some of the detail more so we we, we have to um, make make a few changes um, around that um, and these are all things that we pick up mm. after the it when we're watching in the cinema or a screen room after the first rehearsal. So we'll sit there with the screen director and the stage director and our kind of broadcast producing team and production managers and stage managers and people from the designers and people from wigs, hair and makeup, lighting, sound. Um, one of the um, biggest changes for the actors, I guess, in terms of their in terms of what uh, how it's different for them is that we um, need them to wear radio mics and quite mm -hmm. a lot of them we need to wear more than one radio mic in case one yeah. goes then you know unlike the theatre if your radio mic goes during performance you can sort of still be heard yeah. you you can't mm -hmm. in cinema um, so some uh, some performers have to wear more than more than one radio mic and um, we always again we work with um, our team come in and we'll work with uh, the performers are making sure that that um, is as unobtrusive as it can be, and um, yeah, doesn't doesn't bother them too much. But um, that is one of the things that is um, that is quite kind of vital for us being able to um, broadcast and yeah, be heard mm. in the cinemas. Um, and our sound team are live mixing what as the cameras are, are kind of live calling the shots. Um, the sound team are um, live mixing in 5-1 surround sound so they're trying to make it sound in the cinema um, exactly how it does in the theatre um, yeah yeah, it's very challenging. <laughs> it's when quite complicated. Have the so you have NT Live and then you have an encore don't you sometimes? Yes. Does the encore go into post-production or is it exactly how it was when it was recorded it um it's the same recording yep. that goes out so we don't really we don't do post-production um uh we, we might if there was something that happened to for instance um a microphone and there was something that we could fix from another 
recording that we could we, we might look at that but on the whole we don't it's that same recording that goes out um around the world mm. uh, so we don't edit it we don't do um we don't do post-production to it at all how does it work with uh, with it being a live performance to say other time zones do they have to watch it live so they could be watching it at three in the morning or something? yeah so that's one we always go live at 7 p.m yeah um, the reason behind that is is partly to do with time zones, so that Europe, so that very lots yeah. of the cinemas that might be sort of eight pm or nine pm there, um, eight pm is is slightly more reasonable than yeah. than eight thirty pm start time. But we that's why we go we go live at seven o'clock, um, and so the UK and Europe take the cinema take the uh, take the uh, we go up via satellite and they take. Um, the broadcast live, live. Um, North America, um, the recording go. They they get the recording off the satellite and then tend to. We'll hold on yeah. to it and then we'll play it out at um, time zones that work yeah. for them. And then we play out around the world from that date. So we're not we're not live everywhere. Yeah. And lots of places only show uh, on a delayed basis. So particularly particularly places mm-hmm. that um, uh, like Australia, mm-hmm. New Zealand, South Africa. Um, and yeah, places like China and Japan yeah. and, and and other countries. So we're we're kind of primarily live for the UK, um, Europe, and then uh, North America. I mean, some so on certain productions, the East Coast um, of the US um, have some venues have shown it live as a matinee. So it's kind of like yeah. two o'clock their time, and um, which I which I really love the idea <sighs> of that happening. Um, so yeah, it mm-hmm. it. It kind of we, we take we get the rights we secure the rights to screen in cinemas for one calendar year. Okay. So that doesn't mean that venues are screening it for every day for right. a year. It just means that um, those territories that need a, a longer, slightly longer t- lead time to, um, you know, sort out yeah. subtitles or who play in a slightly different pattern because they don't take it live. It allows them. Um, to, to still show the production without having to do it on that live yeah. date or in that, that first couple of weeks. How do you go about picking the shows that you put on? Why don't you record all of them? So I think um, we we do, we record everything at the National Theatre, so um, uh, not as part of NT Live, but mm-hmm. at every production here goes, there is an archive, what we call an archive recording of them, it goes to our archive. And is that with multiple cameras? Yes. Yeah. It's not with as many cameras as NT Live, but it is it is with multiple cameras and it's edited. So it is, um, it's pretty high quality recording, our archive recordings. Um, in terms, of, so everything gets, I guess, gets gets captured mm. to, a, to a certain level of, of quality. Um, in terms of what what we choose for NT Live, I mean, really, we um, uh, kind of goes back to some of the mission stuff is that we are trying to um, show a, a kind of real breadth of, of work um, and, a, and the kind of range of work that's on stage at the National and in other theatres in the UK. Um, we try, so we try and get a bit of a, a mix of um, different types of um, productions, different types of plays, maybe a kind of classic text and um, Shakespeare and um, one piece of new writing or um, so we, we try and kind of give a, a, a good mix of um, of productions across the year um, but there's no kind of there's no kind of tick box mm. exercise um, 
it's it's more yeah it's it's kind of looking at okay what's the what's the program across the year the other thing is about scheduling so we can't um as i've explained it's quite an involved process in in in, um capturing one of um these uh in capturing production for nt live or broadcasting it um so there's uh in kind of practical terms there's only so many you can do a a year with with the team um and also uh i think if we put out everything um we might reach saturation with Mm. audiences and we'd be sort of cannibalizing our own um our own productions um because it's important for us that um that we reach as wide an audience as we can really and we want to reach as wide an audience as we can and try and bring um a range of a range of productions to audiences beyond the cinema so if you record and save all these productions is there any sort of plans for sort of streaming things or like selling sort of copies i imagine there's complications with rights and things like that but is there kind of to sort of move theatre into that digital digital age further um at the moment we don't have um plans to release our nt live recordings in any other any other way i mean the the way that we have actually is is through the education Mm. world so uh with on demand in schools and we felt that that was um such a kind of valuable resource that we could be um providing to schools across the country um we have never release dvds for nt live or done kind of streaming um with our recordings i mean i would say never never say never and we're obviously always kind of assessing these opportunities and thinking about what what's right for us as an organization um but so far we've always felt with nt live we're really trying to um replicate that um shared live experience um, as much as possible so as much as being as much as we can make being in the cinema like being in the theatre as we yeah. can so watching it with with an audience um, we often kind of uh, liken it to a bit of a kind of hybrid art form that's mm-hmm. not it's not really it's not a film really and it's not the same as being in the yeah. theatre like, we quite often say it's like a sports match um, and similarly in, in, in the same way that um, yeah you can you can experience it in um in lots of different ways yeah. you can go and see that live or you could uh, you know at, at a stadium or um or you could watch that on your tv screen so um that's yeah that's the analogy we we kind of often use yeah um, do you think um sorry um do you think it's had any effect on sort of uh, regional theatre is like by giving people this option to have um world-class theatre sort of in the cinema do you think that's had any sort of effect beyond sort of, um, well, the live experience yeah, I think um, we we don't think it's had a, ne- a negative impact on on regional theatre. In fact, the the research that we do have um, uh, indicates that, um, and there's this particular piece of research that Nesta did a little while a while ago, um, which were which indicated that um, NT Live sort of going to see an NT Live rec- uh, broadcast increases general awareness yeah. of of theatre and um, that's one of the things that we are um, hoping to do as part of our um, theatre nation um, project that we're doing at the moment with with a number of partners across the UK um, and uh, creating a kind of arts audience of the yeah. future who might go and see an NT live and then go see something in their local theatre mm. and then they might experience um, 
you know, if you're a young person, you mm. might also then see a recording in your yeah. in your classroom as part of a teaching tool. So, um, so yeah, we do, we we have found, and certainly we found um, with the partner theatres that we've yeah. we've worked with um, that it it doesn't have a ne- negative impact on the sales on, of that show yeah. either. So people, I mean, I I I think people will still go and see um, a live theatre production if they can. Yeah. Um, because that is the best way to experience that production. NT Live offers something slightly different, um, and it's still absolutely valid as a, yeah. and a kind of interesting art form. But it, it it's it's a slightly different thing yeah. to being in the theatre itself. And we um, would never, you know, discourage anyone from going to see a live theatre yeah. production. Absolutely not. That's that's the thing to, to yeah. do if you can. Yeah, of course. Um, can you tell us a bit about Madness of King George III and how that? about yes so we had been uh, so the Madness George Third was um, a broadcast we did in uh, towards the end of November that was at Nottingham Playhouse um, and it was the first time we worked with Nottingham um, we had been really um, keen to uh, get out of London it had been a few years since we um, we've done a couple outside of London but it had been a couple of years since we'd done one um, and we were um, talking to Nottingham um, about their what they had coming up, and um, obviously the it just seemed like a absolutely fantastic opportunity um, to to work with them and to broadcast that production, which was really brilliant. Um, Mark Gatiss was amazing, um, gave like an, an incredible performance, yeah. and um, Adam Penfer, the director. Um, it was it was just a, it was a really slick, brilliant production. So and it was really it was really great to um, to get out of London and to be working with with partners across the UK. And it's something we definitely want to continue doing. And um, uh, yeah, a, a keen to to do again as soon as we as soon as we can really. Cool. So um, National Theatre Live has been incredibly successful financially. Has that opened any doors for the National Theatre to be able to do other projects? Yeah, so, um, and I would say that not every broadcast makes a profit. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, yes, one of the key, the sort of key things, um, going back to um, me sort of talking about it being an experiment and seeing how it went, one of the things that it needed to be, obviously, was financially sustainable. We couldn't just be sort of throwing money at something that because um, there wasn't yeah. that much money to throw um, <laughs> a project that was just going to kind of leave a big hole um, it uh, any profits that um, from from the broadcasts um, they're shared with the artists and then what the national retains um, goes back into fund it funding the national as a whole so I, cu- I couldn't say exactly what it's helped um, fund so yeah so it goes back into funding funding the national as a whole so it's it's kind of um it's yeah it goes and that can that can cover kind of uh, learning projects or um or all manner of all manner of things that we need um to fund internally yeah have you got any advice for someone who's looking to enter sort of the theatre industry whether that be as a producer or or whatever really yeah i'd say um it's it can feel um certainly my experience was that it was it, it felt like it was hard to get in the door initially mm. um, and you might find that at the start you're doing um, a job that you 
don't necessarily the job isn't necessarily or that area isn't necessarily uh, where you really want to be um, but you can also be surprised by that so I think being um, open-minded about the kind of roles that you're um, you're up for taking I think um, go and go and see as much as you can um, and uh, keep keep persevering as well because I know it can feel um, there I know it's it's such a so many people want to want to work in theatre and it's such a rewarding uh, brilliant industry to work in um, and uh, yeah don't feel disheartened if you don't get that you know the, the first job you applied for or yeah. whatever you 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 will get there um, and um, yeah just be yourself and talk about what you're passionate about because everyone who works in theatre is passionate about what they do um, and if you can if you can talk about your your passion and, and why you want to um, why you want to work in the industry then um, I think that's brilliant perfect is there anything you want to plug or just kind of like say when the next uh, screenings are coming on or um, oh yeah I might say um, so as we touched on earlier NT Live is going to be 10 in um, in 2019 um, and so next month we're going to be talking about what our um, what our 10 year sort of celebratory program looks like and we've got some uh, really exciting productions that we're going to be announcing soon that we'll be broadcasting as well um, so check out our website <laughs> thank you so much for coming on the podcast thank you thank you thank you for having me to flow for her time it was great to hear all about the behind the scenes work that goes into NT Live broadcasts and Jessie since recording that interview Netflix have announced that they're going to be filming and streaming some theatre production so it's going to be really exciting to see what happens to streaming theatre in the next few years definitely and it'll be interesting to see how theatre adapts to this change yeah so join us next week when we talk to Lydia Cottrell from Slap Festival which is York's pay what you can contemporary theatre festival if you liked the podcast then as always please give us a nice review and tell your friends and family where to find us see you soon Bye. Bye.